This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming babies. He seats with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves Hey, everybody. Some guy just yelled out, have my babies. That's not possible, probable, or that's enough. My name is Doug, and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies, coming to you from the Gramercy Theater on Monday, November 26, 2 Oceans 12, in still here, New York City! And the, uh, the Christmas version of the theme song with Garfunkel and Oates is back, so that's nice to hear, and you'll get to hear it over the next uh, 6 to 12 episodes, and I'll hopefully remember to stop playing it when, when we hit January. 
Since last I spoke and you listened, I went to the movies with my mom on Thanksgiving. And this, finally, it's no burlesque, no magic mic. This time, I was so excited because we saw Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. Well, sure, sir. You, you probably do think it's awesome. I mean, you said it. But <laughs> it taught me the valuable lesson that gorgeous people can be crazy, too. Friday, I appeared uh, with a horrible caricature of myself on Jimmy Pardo's Never Not Funny Podcast-a-thon. Yeah, a benefit for Smile Train and the highest uh, bidder in the auction to appear on Douglas Movies. Uh, he bid, or she, I don't know who the person is yet, or entity, you know, because corporations are people too. Uh, $2,665. Uh, yeah, and I said I would match it up to three grand, so I have to uh, pony up that same amount. And uh, yeah, it fixed a lot of children's smiles. And uh, that person that bid that money uh, will be appearing on, on the show sometime soon. And then I took a red eye to, to here. <laughs> yeah, I know all of my flights are red eyed. And uh, <laughs> I hear that joke all the time. Um, <laughs> And then on Saturday, I saw the movie Flight because I knew that I wouldn't have to fly again for like four days. And I was hoping that I will have, would have gotten over it. Like, I went straight to the theater when I got off the plane and saw it. <laughs> because what am I going to do? Sit there and remember back to that last flight? Oh, that would have been scary if all this had happened. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to get crazy high tonight and hopefully forget all about it before I have to fly home tomorrow and I have to say that Denzel Washington's alcoholic character made me reevaluate my life choices and I've decided to never become a pilot <laughs> don't drink and fly a plane you guys <laughs> they should have they should start doing I mean I don't know if it's really a problem but they should maybe start doing breathalyzers like in the cockpit you know on the panel you have to blow, you know, under the amount in order to start the plane. I think that's a smart, smart move. This weekend, I saw three plays and one musical. Douglas Broadway! The three plays, the three plays are all currently in previews, so I don't think it's cool to share my opinions of them just yet. But the musical was scandalous, and it was so awful that I thought it might close and end its run at intermission. Watch, watch the news. It's going to close any day now. Uh, now it's time for Tweet Relief, tweets about movies. Mike R. Daly tweeted, You will be disappointed in Hitchcock if you expect it to be a combination of Will Smith's Hancock and Hitch. <laughs> this has been Tweet Relief, tweets about movies. I was trying to craft something about Hitch, you know, Hitchcock being the sequel to Hitch, like he gets an attitude or something. Or he gets, he gets woken up, awakened, every day by a magical rooster. Austin, Texas, Miami, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Irvine, California. I'm coming in December. Get ready for it. Uh, DouglasMovies.com for links and info and shit. Do you guys want to check out this prize bag that I brought tonight? Might be the, hev the heaviest prize bag in the history of the show. Yeah, I tried to go that extra mile and I, I reminded all the guests twice 
instead of the standard once that usually doesn't take. There's always somebody that like just scribbles their name on some food that's laying around backstage. But these people brought some very thoughtful and lovely gifts. We have a Val Kilmer film <laughs> called The Chaos Experiment. <laughs> the Chaos Experiment. <laughs> and then we have a book by one of the folks on the panel. I'm not going to give that away yet. And another book. Oh, this one, though, I can say who this is because he's not here. It's by H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> the Call of the... And other weird stories. From the nice folks at the Gramercy Theater where we were doing the show, a Gramercy Theater t-shirt, and I think also in here is a Gramercy Theater koozie. Because, yeah, that's a, that's a classy item. It says theater on it. R-E. So... Drink whatever shit you want, wherever you want, with that. Uh, I'm a, uh, now I'm a, what do you call it? A cover person, (laughs) cover model, a cover model. Uh, The October issue number 30 of uh, the the, uh, uh, comic, I guess you'd call it, uh, Savage Henry. It's the the Harvest issue, and it has a very nice rendering of me on the cover. So you get a copy of that, you get Doug... Doug Benson's Smug Life. You get I, a uh, coaster from Guy's American, Guy Fieri's new. Yeah, yeah, I fucking ate there. I, I, I took the bullet, you guys. And uh, I'll, I'll talk about it on the next Dining with Doug and Karen. And uh, they give you these sippy cups now if you want to drink booze uh, in the theaters. And uh, so I thought it'd be, you know, I washed it out. And uh, so I included that in the prize bag, my sippy cup from one of the awful shows I saw. And, yeah, it wasn't a good weekend. I mean, I I still had a blast, but... And this is cool, a smush bush. It's a little George Bush, and you can crush him. You can smush bush. I'm glad I said right away as a George Bush, because it sounds like something else. And then a sticker from a popular podcast that one of the guests is on. And another t-shirt from, I've been giving away a bunch of these, from House of Ha Ha. And I think that's, oh, yes. The Peace of Resistance. A, a Statue of Liberty. What do you call it? Like, I guess it's like a uh, paperweight sort of thing. Statue. That is signed by the person who brought it but also drew on some boobs and a penis and those black football marks under the eyes and a trail of duty coming out of her dress in the back. That's what I call respect. Uh, Please give a big warm welcome to my friends, John Hodgman, Tig Notaro, Kurt Metzger, and Nick Kroll. Tell the listeners what, what that was all about. They can just wonder why 
There were so many waves. It's like one thing I said backstage. Everybody come out at the same time. Yeah. Dude, I was That's in the, the middle. only instruction. I was telling a story about a flashlight that I got for free. Yeah. I was balls deep in that story. As if it were a flashlight. Yeah. That's Kurt Metzger, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Woo! You participated. I want, hear, I want to hear the end of that story, by the way. That was oh, wow. I never used it again. It was really a downer, man. That's the end of the story? Yeah, it's, it's horrible. I don't know how anybody uses it. So and then he gave it to John Hodgman. Oh, but I was going to bring so. it for a gift, but nobody wants that, so I brought a smoke. Well, you know what? Next time, think again. <laughs> <laughs> Where is, is it still sitting around in your home? Oh, it's so gross. For yeah. emergencies? It's on the windowsill. <laughs> what if you could get a lady to hold it between her legs? Then would that be all right? No, like well, if my she girl... didn't feel like having sex, you could just... My girlfriend suggests I just take the insides out and she's like, I could like stuff it in her like a, a, a pussy turducken almost. Her words, not mine. Sounds like you've met the love of your life. Yeah. <laughs> pussy turducken. I hope when we play Letter Mall game, you're not going to be like, her answers, not mine. <laughs> like, I don't need a night of excuses. <laughs> I'm still packing up all the prizes. Uh, John Hodgman is here, ladies and gentlemen. First time... First-time caller, long-time listener. I'm absolutely terrified to be here. Yeah, I don't get that. I wish You're to win such all an the accomplished, games. Like, you sit backstage at the Academy Awards and talk. I, I, oh, no, the Emmys, I did that a couple of times, yes. Oh, the Emmys twice. The, the Emmys, two times, but never the Academy Awards. Have they ever done that at the Academy Awards? I think they had a weird... They uh, had someone sitting backstage making snarky commentary? No, I don't think they did no, that. No, I don't think so. No, it's did. just like Bruce Valanche in a bathtub full of hot dogs. <laughs> And by that, talking you, into you an empty, skiers? Yeah. yeah. Talking into an empty can of beans for yeah, himself. I yes. I can't believe I thought that you were on the Oscars and it was the Emmys. I know, but, I was very confused myself. But you did it twice. I did I did do it twice and then they said no more. They said no thank you, and then they I, and then I was not surprised because they changed producers. Um, so I, I was not surprised I did not get the call because I figured they want to go in a different direction, but then they had someone else do the same thing. Who was it? I don't know. He was a, a voiceover artist and not a professionally humorous person. Uh, and it was, that was their biggest problem with you. Is that guy was saying funny stuff? I don't know. What's that about? I don't know. It was weird because the job was I, had not existed before I did it. Neil Patrick Harris hosted and suggested that I do that, and the idea was that I would go backstage and I would say things when someone won. Instead of just saying, this is the first time that uh, Aaron Paul has been nominated and the first time he's won or whatever, which is boring, yeah. I would say things like, uh, when Aaron Paul grew up, his favorite television show uh, was Fraggle Rock, if you have never... <laughs> which is true, by the way, because we got, we got the celebrities to give us information sure. that we could use to make fun of them from the stage. And so the, uh, uh, this is Aaron Paul's first nomination and first win when he was growing up. Uh, his favorite uh, thing was Fraggle Rock. If you are not familiar with Fraggle Rock, uh, that is a street name for a particularly lethal brand of methamphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, like, but I was it's so telling, delighted that I got to make that joke. But it's telling a hilarious joke at a in a moment in the show where there where no one is like prepped to have a laugh at a hilarious. joke. No, and for that reason, what I was saying did not go into the theater. It was only for uh, you, the home viewer. Yeah. In the theater, it would, it would, I would have been murdered. 
Do you know what I mean? I would have been murdered by sanctimony before I even left the stage. Yeah, and they're all applauding wildly, so it would be hard to hear yeah, you know, and so it, it made point. no sense. So, so, but the, Neil Patrick Harris invited me to do that. I was very surprised when they asked me to do it again. Not so surprised when they came to their senses and didn't want to do that anymore. But then I showed up as a guest of The Daily Show. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> and was sitting in the audience, and, and someone won a thing, and they're walking up, and I hear over, over the loudspeaker... This is the second nomination for Aaron Paul, and he still likes meth, or whatever it was. Right. Did they hire a fraggle they, to do it? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was Gobo. Uh, it's a fraggle. Look it up, nerds. What I'm saying is, they had a guy, and this time he was in the house. You could hear him in the house, which they had never done with me. And he was, I, I don't want to speak ill of this guy, but he was not well served by his um, not being funny. Let's put it that way. Why do they think they want people to be funny? That never goes over. Funniness and worship. Nobody likes that. Like a nice Billy Crystal dance number. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need for it a good award show. It should be, in, it should be as, as reverential uh, as they are of themselves. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. Wait, so did you know who the winners were so you could write jokes for them? No. Well, we had to write jokes for every nominee in oh. case they won. And the rehearsal of that thing was in, intensely weird because... We, we had to go through a, a full dress run-through that afternoon, and they had um, uh, seat fillers sitting in the places where the potential winners were, were due to be seated so they could get the shots. And then when they won, when we announced randomly who the phony winner was, that person would get up and make a speech that, that they had written. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They tend to thank the other seat filler stand-in like people. The, and at, at some point, uh, the guy who was standing in for Ricky Gervais won the, won the bogus rubber match uh, 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 fake rehearsal Emmy Awards. And he got up and he gave this long speech. It's like, I'd like to thank... He'd done his homework. It's like, I'd like to thank my co-writer, Stephen Merchant. <laughs> I was in the office and then made a show called Extras. <laughs> Like he had, he had read the IMDb page. I'd like to thank the inventor of the black T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> and they th- the person thinks they're the, if they do that job great, there's some sort there's some sort of possible show business promotion yeah. that could come from doing that great, and nobody gives a shit how what they say when they do those fake speeches yeah. or or how well they do it. It was their it was their moment in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Tig Notaro is here, Yay. everybody. She brought... Please be seated. Thank you so much. She brought... Thank you. Please be seated. I appreciate that, but... She brought a Professor Blastoff sticker. They're a very popular podcast. Please be seated. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's what's weighing that bag down. And you're still, you're still so excited about being on this show and getting to talk about movies... <laughs> And, Every and time. play games that you totally understand. Every time we're backstage, and I'm like, Doug, why am, why am I here? I said, certainly I was not your first call. I've been on Professor Blastoff, and I don't know shit about what you guys talk about on that show. We don't either. Yeah, there you go. I brought a, uh, or I got a Gramercy Theater all-access backstage pass, but I'm pretty sure I can get around in this facility without unencumbered, so I put that in the bag. And then 
Nick Kroll is the one yes. who brought and defaced the Statue of Liberty. Please stand up. <laughs> Please, Please be seated. <laughs> Please we, stand up. <laughs> we know Tig's in town working on the Amy Schumer show and that uh, John and Kurt live here, but Nick, you're... Uh, together. Uh, together. <laughs> the odd couple. We share a fleshlight. <laughs> Shudder. Um, what are you doing in town, Nick? Uh, I'm here uh, doing stand-up on the East Coast. I'll actually be here at the Gramercy Theater on Thursday night. And, yeah. And in this very facility. What could faci- people get in for free if they hide in the restrooms after this show? Sure, absolutely. So do that, you guys. Was already planning on it, Doug. Will you honor... Th- Will you honor the all-access pass that, uh, that Doug put in the prize bag? Absolutely. Fantastic. I think it's dated, but that, whoever wins tonight can come backstage after the show and, and bother us. Ah. What you should do is just write a note on the back of the all-access pass about how much you love Nick Kroll in tiny letters in your own blood. <laughs> and, then, and they'll let you write it. Yeah. yeah. That's how I got in. <laughs> Did you say why, what you're doing here? Uh, to show, yeah, on the East Coast doing shows. And, oh, um, it's, it's a Gramercy Theater show. Yeah. Just making sure. Got to get, you know, you got to get the, the plugs in. I appreciate it. Things yeah. could have changed. <laughs> I'm just so excited to talk about, because John Hodgman... I'm Hodge, not playing Madison Square Garden. <laughs> John, John Hodgman brought the Val Kilmer Chaos Experiment. That's what the full title should be, the Val Kilmer Chaos Experiment. When he turns up the heat, dot, 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 they will turn on yeah. each other. In, in case you have never heard of this movie, this is a, a movie filmed in Detroit, in the, in the shut-down Grand Hotel of Detroit. Yes, that's sad clapping for Detroit. I, we all feel you, sir. We all do. What's that the name of the a big woman. Other? Sorry. That was a woman. Excuse me. I apologize. It's all right. You have sad and manly hands, madam. (laughs) (laughs) Madam, what is the name? What is the name of the Grand Hotel in Detroit, which, like all other things in Detroit, has been closed for years? Mm -hmm. Do you know the name of the hotel? This film was shot in it with money from Detroit. It was never released. It had one showing in Detroit. It stars Val Kilmer as a uh, mad scientist who... In disgraced order to, and deranged, according dis- to the back cover. Disgraced and deranged. In order to prove that global warming is real, he locks Eric Roberts and a bunch of other people in a saw. Oh, six sexy strangers <laughs> in a hotel steam bath. Yes. And he slowly turns up the heat. Yes. <laughs> what a cunt. And uh, so what? And I've, and I've never seen it. Also, I've not, I've not ever seen it. I was, it was part of my research on apocalyptic films and dire warning predictions films. And now I've decided that even if the world does not end on December twenty first of this year, life is still too fucking short to watch that. <laughs> but let's so. make the winner tonight pledge everybody to watch the movie and then write a hundred and forty character or less review. Yeah. And send it to me on Twitter. Yes. It'll be even less, because you'll have to write at Doug Benson in, in, in the tweet. So, um, but please do, please do review that, because I, I, again, I also do not want to sit through it, but I'm sure it's got some merits. I'd like a recap. 
And we also have a copy of John Hodgman's book. That My is book. all. Uh, that is all. You're too kind. That you signed. You're too kind, citizens of Detroit. Thank you with your sad clapping. And then what's this thing inside of it? Oh, that's just, a, that's just an old service card from a, a radio repair shop in Fitchburg, Massachusetts that I had lying around, which you can use as a, as a bookmark. It promises radio repairs and satisfactory service, which... <laughs> <laughs> they had lower lower standards back then. Uh, and uh, and did then, you put something in the H.P. Lovecraft book? Uh, I just signed my name in it as though as though it belonged to me, which it did until very recently. That is my personal reading copy of the Call of Cthulhu. Pre- yeah, I had trouble with that. Previously owned by Jay Hodgman, read if you dare. Read if you dare. You may go mad. By reading long, wordy stories about a guy who suspects something is happening and then nothing happens for a while, and then he opens the door and sees something he can't describe, the end. A people. <laughs> is it a group of people in a sauna? <laughs> it is. Val Kilmer, you monster. So, Tig, since the last time we gathered here, because you were on the last show that, we, that I did in this town. Um, Thank you. Everyone's, everyone's happy to have you back. Um, have you seen any movies? <laughs> seen any films since then? I did. What'd you see? I went and saw Lincoln. But, nice. But are you clapping for Lincoln or for her? <laughs> seeing Lincoln. The two. I went. And they saw finally Lin- met. That's what we're happy about. <laughs> I went and saw Lincoln, but I fell asleep <laughs> like the last quarter. So I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I was You're going to be surprised. <laughs> I was awake for the whole thing, and so, shockingly, because I, I got drunk first, and, uh, but I, I man- managed to get through the whole thing, and, but I was still... Can we talk about the ending? Wait, is it... Um... <laughs> It's, am I going to get yelled? I got yelled at on Twitter today for the, uh, the sp- all the spoilers of, of late that I've been doing on the show. Well, I think I'm usually pretty cautious. Is but... it a long movie, or was I just sleepy? It's, it's over two, I think, but not... <laughs> yes. Because, see, I have to go see oh, movies. Oh, Lou. I have to go see movies. This is just FYI, in case anybody wants to take me to a movie. I have to go see movies in the afternoon, because if I go at night, I for sure fall asleep. And, um, I'm more likely to fall asleep in the daytime than at, than at nighttime. Yeah, me Let's too. keep talking about this. Yeah, fascinating. <laughs> Movie sleep habits. I fell asleep during Transformers, the, whatever the How last one was. How is that possible? I think I went into like a seizure you probably shock. Had a seizure, yeah. During the, like, during the, it literally yeah, I fell asleep like, during the action sequence. And I just like, my body just shut down. Yeah. Yeah, you saw it in theaters, tough. really? Yeah, I went to the, the theaters. The third I wanted How to support there? Shia. Yeah. <laughs> Vote with your dollars. Vote and his new dollars. leading lady, yeah. whoever it's, that was. Which one has the, like, the racist Transformers and their names are like reggae and shit? Yeah, be, uh, all of them, right? It's like <laughs> Beetle Bailey. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> it's one of them's names right, clear the theater. This well, that was called Jazz was the rate. Right, but in the sh- yeah. in the movie, at least in the first one, even in the tr- Transformers movie, the black guy dies first. Right. The jazz, did he? Yeah, Jazz, jazz is the one who dies first. He's like, wow, I'm so dead right now. You know, <laughs> you know what's so fucked up about that? that, that that's Scatman Carruthers, right? He plays Jazz. 
and and uh, that's just how he talked. Like, he, how what does that feel like to just have a racist voice? Like, you're like, look, this is just me. I don't know what to tell you. He wouldn't say it like that, though. <laughs> he goes, oh, my voice is racist. What can I say? Optimus Prime. Dang, Nabbit. It's my voice. Uh, yeah. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, Tig's speaking in her real voice. She's not doing her stage voice anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Uh, you sound like Robin Williams doing a black eye yeah. in every Robin Williams thing. So, yeah. Did you, Tig, did you wake up in time for Lincoln's assassination? Oh, spoiler alert. Thanks a lot. Um, no, I, um, I got nudged. Uh, <laughs> hey, and hey, hey. I saw There's the some credit. good shit coming. Huh? He's at the theater. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> he was asleep when he got shot. Yeah, boring play. Not our, enough. Our American cousin. That's right. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Did you see Lincoln, the movie, John I Hodgman? Did. John Hodgman? I have not seen it, no. Oh, okay. No, because, I lived it. Well, when you do see it, <laughs> when you do see it, uh, You're Link, a super low-key tri- time traveler, right? <laughs> Lincoln gets... Super Link- low-key time traveler. That's my low-key theme song. <laughs> Here I come into your time, day by day. So Lincoln gets shot. What? And then all the actors on stage are like, oh. and right. then, but John Wilkes Booth doesn't. Wait, jo- they were actors acting like actors. <laughs> acting yeah. like old timey actors in yeah. Our American Cousin, a play within yeah, a, I play that within part. a play. Was Billy Zane from Tombstone in it as an actor? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think he's getting a lot of roles as an actor. Yeah. Oh. 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 He's so his his aspect of Titanic is one of the worst things in the history of movies. But anyway, you know for what he's some do- reason, you, know, you know he's singing lounge songs on cruise ships now. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah. That's not true. Billy Zane. All the hits of Billy Zane, pretty eyebrows. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> he has beautiful Big eyebrows. Big blues. Um, the the show, love, he's the got his own theme called from Dead Calm. Yeah, he's got his own show called Insanity. <laughs> he's good in Dead Calm. Of course yeah. he is. He's yeah. Billy Zane. He's a good actor. I don't yeah. understand what everyone's so upset about. Wait, is that where he takes over right. the boat? Right, he acts the part well in Titanic. It's just such a silly part that he's just running around the whole time yeah, shooting acts, at people. He acts it silly. <laughs> I saw Titanic. There's no way you didn't fall asleep. Did you fall? Yeah, did you fall asleep in that one? No. It's three hours. What I didn't happened? fall asleep. <laughs> but what else, what else do you have to say about it? Anything? Any... About Titanic? About yeah, well, I want to know what, what Tig thought of Titanic. Oh, she, 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 she I liked it. it. Yeah, I liked it too. <laughs> Do you guys like the Poseidon Adventure? I've never seen either version Because that boat flips over from the jump. You don't have to sit through two hours of an old lady recollecting. They, they knew how to make movies then. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> I haven't flip, seen either Poseidon. Flip it. First reel. Flip it. <laughs> flip the fucker. Let's go. It's ha- Happy there New were, Year. 10, 9, 8. Flip it. <laughs> there were originally 90 minutes of exposition of the Poseidon adventure. Like backstory of Ernest Borgnine and Gene Hackman. And they like get it. They get it done quick. came in. Flip it. 
they get it done quick. They have like the old couple, Jack Albertson and Shelley Winters, are like sitting on lounge chairs on the deck, and red right. buttons jogs by and says hello, and, and then they cut over to Gene Hackman talking to some. Like they introduce all the characters in like five minutes. Five minutes, a single set. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. they have a big New Year's Eve party, and then right after they say Happy New Year, flip, flip it, flip it. <laughs> I think they take more time with it in the Wolfgang Peterson uh, Poseidon. Even though the title is shorter, I think they take more time with, with setting up the characters. Yeah, Dude, when I was a kid, I saw that on TV, and I was all excited because it was called the Poseidon Adventure. And then it was just like a boat flip. Like, I was like, where's the fucking adventure that I was expecting? It was just a dis- the only thing that disappointing was when I saw the movie Mask, and I, I thought it was going to be about those toys of like, you know, like a car... <laughs> That, like turns into a plane, and it's just about yeah. a dude with a, a horrible deformity. I also saw. You're talking mask. about Jim Carrey? No, mask with <laughs> Stoltz. Wow. Doug, I saw mask. The mask or mask? Mask. Okay, or mosque? Mask. Mask. I saw mosque. With share. I saw that. With I share. saw. Well, growing up, I saw Hot Dog the movie. Sure. Uh, and then the next weekend, logically, uh, rented Hamburger Hill. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a very different film. And then you got Mystic Pizza. Yeah, and I was back on board. <laughs> That's when I fell in love with Julia. Um, Mr. Hodgman. Yes. Have you been, what else, what have you seen at the cinema or at home, uh, motion picture wise? I haven't, uh, I, I, I'm an old person. I'm an old person with human children, so I don't go out to the movies. I think the last movie I saw in the theater was Prometheus. Did you like it? Um. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. I was going to, I wasn't going to follow up with anything. <laughs> I want to know That's myself. why I need so many guests. Somebody's got to ask the questions. <laughs> Did I, you like it? Because people, I liked it, dude. People were like, that movie sucked immediately. I I think, why'd you like it? I think, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Let's hear your excuse. I, it, <laughs> I don't ever want to know whether John liked it or not. No, I don't. It, I wasn't even. Can I tell you why I liked it? Yeah, yes. sure. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, so then later I saw another movie. <laughs> No, I'd like to hear what you have to say for because yourself. Because I thought uh, Tim Tebow was pretty good as the engineer. <laughs> that was a long walk for that Tim Tebow. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I, I realize I have... now that if, if we had just let you get that out right away, it would have been it would have yeah. worked. Yeah, I apologize. It was pretty I apologize. good. But I, I mean, want to hear it again. It was very. <laughs> It's like we had sex with that joke and then it had to walk home in the morning in Somebody heels. said Kurt's bit up again. But I went to, uh, I went to uh, Colorado and I stayed at the Stanley Hotel, hmm. which is the hotel that inspired Stephen King to write The Shining, the novel The Shining. And every, they have a closed circuit channel on the TVs in the hotel. Ooh. Every night at midnight, they show The Shining. No, thank you. And if you're in the hotel bar <laughs> at midnight, suddenly it's there. And you're watching the elevators unload blood all over the place. Uh, I went to a, uh, the Stanley Kubrick exhibit at LACMA uh, like l- last week. Uh, and it has all the stuff from the sh- all of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw the little, they had the little girl's dresses and shoes. Yeah. And I was like, no, thank you. I like, walked out of the room. And I you, wanted no part of it. And you rode your, uh, your big wheel right out of there. Yeah, I rode it, yeah. <laughs> 
followed me on a fucking <laughs> tracking shot. And uh, you guys know that if you go to LACMA, the Los Angeles uh, mm-hmm. Contemporary Museum of Art, or whatever it is, and you go to the Kubrick Museum, you have to ride through it on a big wheel. That's yeah. part of the deal. Jeff Koontz designed uh, three. Yeah. And don't so try great. to sneak in a green machine. That does not work. <laughs> no one knows what I'm talking about. Wait, isn't Scatman Carruthers in The Shining? I'm an old Shining? man with human children. It, who's the guy in The Shining? Well, which version of The Shining are you talking about? Are you talking about Stanley Kubrick's The Shining or Stephen King's The Shining? You know that Stephen right. King remade that movie. Yeah, really? He doesn't, he doesn't approve of The Shining, the Kubrick one. Really? He did not like the, the Kubrick Gary Shining. Cole TV one is the one he... Or not Gary No, Cole. not Gary Cole. The Stephen guy from Webber. Wings. Gary Stephen Coleman. Webber. It's the Gary Coleman version. How dare you? One of the things... I love Stephen King as a writer. I love him as a filmmaker. I love him as a human being. I think he's, he's one of my very favorites in all of those, uh, all those realms. But this is the greatest act of artistic hubris of all time. Hated Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. <laughs> yeah. Because I think he felt it was too interesting and ambiguous. <laughs> and, and when he got his money together in the 90s, he went to one of the major networks, ABC or CBS, and he said, Stanley Cooper got it all wrong. I'm forcing you to make a new Shining <laughs> that my friend is going to direct. And it's going to start, we're going to fix it this time. Instead of Jack Nicholson, we're going to have Stephen Weber. <laughs> and, instead of, and, instead of, and instead of Shelley Duvall... Rebecca Domorne. <laughs> and Whoa. instead of and instead of Scatman Crothers, Mario not Mario Van Peebles, Mario, Melvin Van Peebles. What Melvin Van Peebles? Melvin Van Peebles. Oh, sure, the, sure. Old, the elder Van Peebles. Yes. And instead of an adorable little boy, we are going to hire the most annoying child actor in the history of television. Who was it? From it was he he was the little kid on the Kirk Cameron sitcom Kirk. Whoa. Oh, that's right. I didn't even know that existed, dude. Is that the Jesus I remember thing? Is him. That... When was that? Was that a was that a direct sequel to Growing Pains, or was that? <laughs> no, no, it was no. it was on the was WB network. One. It was on the WB, and it was um, you know years years later. Is when... that after Kirk Cameron had gone all tribulation mm-hmm. force? Oh, I see. Well, yeah. You guys have a chance, by the way. Kirk Cameron a few years ago made a board game, uh, an anti-evolution board game, <laughs> that is really worth a look. <laughs> <laughs> When? <laughs> so the questions are how like, many, it's a many, trivia how game. Year, how many years ago did he make it? This was like, I, I had it like about four or five years ago. Well, in my faith, it's only 15 days ago. <laughs> the pieces only move around the board backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the questions are like literally like, evolutionists say that uh, history didn't start for millions, like has been around for millions of years. But what about this fossil that they found above another fossil so (laughs) so question mark how do you win yeah what's the what's the object or the goal submit yeah just a a lifetime supply of obesity He was a great, that Kirk Cameron, I actually knew him before he flipped. Really? What? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> How old are you? So wait, he was another way before? Low-key time travelers got a friend. <laughs> he was, he was, uh, you know. Uh, Flip him. <laughs> he could have been the next Leonardo DiCaprio or something. Yeah, well, Leo was, was on, on Growing show. Pains when Kirk Cameron but he grew, grew up uh, too much. 
He wasn't Christian always like no, that? No, no. He was always Christian. His yeah. parents were quite religious, but he didn't... There was just a turning point where he was suddenly, like, had a guitar in his hands a lot. And, <laughs> and wanted to, uh, let's all go to my trailer and have a prayer, a prayer meeting circle So there's thing. still uh, hope for me. Mm-hmm. It came late for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes? Okay. I mean, yeah. Before that happened to him, we, we were kind of friends, and he was a fan of my stand-up, and we worked together, and I thought he was a great kid. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I don't know you at all. <laughs> I feel like I want to know you. <laughs> Suddenly, More for the first ever. time in my life, I do too. I was a stand-in. I got to be Roy Scheider's stand-in uh-huh. in a movie called Mismatch that was about uh, debating and starred Kirk Cameron and Jamie Gertz. Now oh, this, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, horrible, horrible, really bad movie. This was not another Bob like body changing movie. That's a Dudley Moore. Right. This was right. off of the huge smash hit success of like Father Like Son. Yeah, yeah. Then, like, we'll then, do Kirk again, body switching, Jamie Gers, mismatch. Right, because this time it's his mom. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, she was probably his girl, right? Yeah. yeah. What? It's before she flipped. No, no. Jamie Gertz was already married to somebody when they shot. She was like, it was one of those things where she was already 28 or 20. She'd done less than zero. She'd been in a bunch of stuff. She'd done it all. Yeah, Lost Boys. And so she was getting up there in age and was kind of a little old to be Kurt Cameron's love interest. But that's how it works. That's who they got. Yeah. She was super nice, too. Was Jamie Gertz the girl from Roller Babies? Yes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the one thing you know, right? <laughs> Finally, it comes out. she has just been crossed. walking the earth, waiting to. Hopefully, somebody <laughs> ready will ready to go. Yes. Now, but that shouldn't be confused now with. Now you, like Kirk Cameron, have to find new meaning in your life. <laughs> Maybe you will find God. But there was also prayer for the ruler boys, right? Yes. That's a totally different. Totally that different. Well, not, Corey that Haim, I think. Cam- Corey Haim. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, so but Kirk Cameron wasn't in that. No, I was drawing the uh, oh, connection to the do Jamie you, Gertz Roller Babies thing. Do you ever watch uh, Kirk Cameron's Jesus movies? Yeah. No, have you seen? Do it? I what? Yeah, I, I rented made, a whole bunch. Oh, he's made like yeah, yeah, yeah action like, movies, right? There's like explosions and stuff. I well, I got that one uh, Tribulation Force, and I got Time Changer one time. Did you ever see Time Changer? No, no. Is that oh, the John you know Hodgman? what? With I Gavin saw the cloud. <laughs> I saw Time Changer. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, with Gavin McCloud. Yeah, he travels Where was back. I? I was in a oh, hotel, and I thought I was Murray watching Slaughter. a movie. I thought I was watching a movie. Yeah, it, yeah. Turned, it turned out to be a Christian propaganda it's film. It's by uh, writer-director Rich Cristiano. Well, he's aptly named. Yeah. And, uh, but that one's not good. This is the best, like, crazy born-again movie, is uh, Megiddo Code 2. Oh, yeah. With, is that uh, a left-behind film? No. Oh. It's with Michael Bain... And right. uh, fuck the guy who was in Three Musketeers, old English actor, uh, Michael Irons. York. I want to say Michael York. Was Michael in Three York. Musketeers. Of I want to say Michael York, but maybe it's not him. And he seems like at the point in his life where he would make the Megiddo Code. Yeah, he played the Antichrist. Oh, well, who, not Tom York. I, you know it wasn't what? Tom York's first foray into film. I, I feel I, isolated. <laughs> I can't recommend that movie highly enough. I am absolutely, uh, utterly secular in my life. Yeah. Uh, and I certainly have no acting career to speak of. But imagine if I did, if, even if they came to me and said, will you play the Antichrist in our Christian propaganda film? I would have to say, yay, sir, I shall do that. Yeah. yeah. I think he wrote a book about it, about his experiences doing it. Michael it was, York wrote a yeah. book? <laughs> about playing I the Antichrist? Antichrist? 
I don't know what it's called, but the movie's worth it. Tig, come on down. We're talking movies and Jesus. <laughs> Your two favorite things to talk about, movies and Jesus. <laughs> they might have asked you back on the Emmys if you sang the things you were saying. I you know it. what? I'm, I'm spending a lot of time outside the Emmys offices uh, singing. <laughs> Aaron the Paul's street. the handsomest fraggle. <laughs> What are you going to do? Quick sidebar in Tribulation Force, which was, I think, the third uh, Left Behind movie. Yeah. Uh, surprising cameo from Jason Jones of The Daily Show. Really? Oh, right. <laughs> yes. He plays a distraught man in church who screams, What's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I was very surprised to see him there. Kurt, have you been to the cinema? Um... I think the last time I went was to go see Batman. The the I don't remember the the Dark Knight Dark Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Sure. Yeah, I think that was the last one I saw. But I listen. I liked it. I know a lot of people don't like it. I'm, with, like I'm it. with you. I'm with you on this one. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I got Bane, his motivation really well. <laughs> you know, because Bane's whole thing was he wanted to bang Talia Al Ghul. You know, and she wanted to just be friends the whole fucking time. <laughs> and uh. I might have brought this up before. I'll soothe my pain by buying a nice coat at the Burlington Coat Factory. Yeah, Yeah. that's what he did. That fucking coat he has on with the furry collar is just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he has Tig's coat you walked in with. (laughs) He takes it off, though, when he's going to fight. He doesn't want to get blood on that lovely fur. (laughs) And finally, Nick Kroll. Um, I saw I saw Wreck It Ralph, which I thought was fucking Super awesome. Fun, it's yeah. it's like it might be my favorite movie that I saw. Ralph, my man, my yeah. main man. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. And then one of the characters' name is Candlehead. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so funny. I couldn't figure it out that it was Alan Tudyk who uh, yeah, yeah. who is the voice. I, what? Yeah, it's the voice of the King, Crazy King because he's Andy. just doing a. Uh, What's his name, John? The guy whose voice he was doing? Jason Jones from The Daily Show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, who is he doing? It's because it sounded familiar. Uh, that old timey guy. The guy that talked like this. Uh, yeah. Edwin. Edwin. Ah. Uh, yes. It's so mm-hmm. funny. He's great. I saw that too, actually. Oh, really? Oh. Did you like it? I did. You like candy and cars. <laughs> I do. Not. You just sounded like a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, kid, you like candy and cars? Yeah. I know a place that's showing Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. You like candy it's and cars and It's on my iPhone and in my pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what, how do you feel about Jesus, kid? Yeah. And your butt is Ralph. <laughs> that is terrible. No. Thank you. No. That ruined the whole Christian vibe. <laughs> I feel like a couple people walked out. That's it's, what the kids said. Wait, ten more walked in. <laughs> Nick, that's so low. That's please also, stop. That's what I said. <laughs> that's what he said. Nick, please. That was what he You've said. You've gone too far. <laughs> that's what he, he said. He says all of these things. <laughs> You keep, how do you know all these things this kid said? It's so painful what you're doing. <laughs> That's what I said, weirdly. I'm calling the police. <laughs> Please sit. 
Unfortunately, no one says that. <laughs> Most molestations go unreported. That's why. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the kid said. Show me on me where they touched you. <laughs> Wait, I feel like I'm getting molested again. The kid said... Are you the who brought me eggnog last time? Yeah. Thank you. That was very Thanks nice of you eggnog. to do that, yeah. No, That's no also more what eggnog. The kid <laughs> do you want some other uh, hard-to-make different Different concoction? kind of nog, maybe? What would be really difficult for you to do? How about a, a mojito? What is it? Something frozen. Something like a, fro- could a it be not like slush frozen, but like Solid. frozen? Solid. <laughs> Frozen salad. Could you Work bring her a that. block of a, a block of liquid? And not just like an ice cube, but you know. Like vo- like a frozen vodka. Wait a minute. You sounded like you were going to say another film, Nick Kroll. Uh, I saw the Silver Linings uh... playbook. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Worst title ever. Yeah. What'd you think of the film? About in line with the title. <laughs> Isn't like, it weird like how embraced it, it is? Yeah, aspects, sure. Yeah, but, but overall, I mean, yeah, it, uh, I don't know, man. It really, anno- like, there were you, parts of that really you, annoyed me. Yeah, it's just so, I can't, I could not get past Robert De Niro, uh, his character, yeah. being, being so... Like his obsession with the eagles makes him the single craziest character in the movie, no. and no one ever tries to put him in a mental institution. No, no, but no. But do you know people from Philly do? Because they kind of all like that. <laughs> I mean, it's not. But I'd stack Philly. We don't need to see a movie about any it. Boston, anything, anytime. <laughs> I yeah, the accents also. I mean, I kind of appreciated that nobody in the movie had a Philly accent because it's like the hardest accent to do. Are you where are you from? You're from. I was in college there, so... Yeah, it's... I don't quite have it, but it's... But like it's water, this really... Water, water, it's like this, I don't know. Get a, get it's a like bagel this, in Yeah, the it's like a really weird accent. So It's I was, close to a retarded accent. <laughs> if you want... I mean, there's no better way to put it than that. Philly's one of my favorite places to play, by the way. Oh, it's yeah. a great fucking city. Yeah. I love Philly. <laughs> I mean, I'll be there at the Trocadero on Says Friday so on night. shirt. Oh, yeah, you are, right? So, you know, love the town. Let's talk about places we love to go. (laughs) Well, for me, it's the movies. (laughs) Have you seen any movies lately? I saw Sky Fail. You didn't like it? (laughs) It's good. Wait, it's not called that, is it? It's not the... People are calling it top three Bond movie of all time kind of thing. I've heard it was the best People the have best said of that. Them all. People have said that. Yeah, it's, that guy's yelling yes. Yeah, yeah. It's or, different. Or a lady I don't know anymore. It's a different. It's a different James Bond. It's a James Bond without all the things that I used to love about he James Bond. He don't fuck Bond. no more like that, right? What? He's just very respectful to the chick named pussy from now on. He still gets it. They still do a horrible thing to a woman in the movie, like that's insanely degrading. Like, he doesn't it. do it to her; the villain does. But I'm just saying that. But Bond. Is that's what we were. His his dick is fucking poisonous. Like, because yeah. every movie he fucks some girl and then she's dead within a day. Like he. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is he carrying around inside him? We'll be back right after this. <laughs> 
He like when he's having sex with him, he's like, death sentence, baby. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. <laughs> Good luck in your future. Oh. Which won't be till like t- tomorrow. The, the worst day. one is when he has sex with a girl and then they come in and paint her gold and she dies from that. Exficient. That was pretty gnarly. Yeah. That's probably still the to me like if not the best quite up there, Goldfinger. Yeah. I my favorite Bond movie is probably The Spy Who Shagged Me. <laughs> you couldn't get through it without laughing. And what's his name? Michael York was in the, uh, those movies. I can't remember what his name was in those movies. Basil Exposition. Exposition, oh, yeah. That's funny. I was young in the 90s. Man, that first one was funny as hell. That first and Austin and not Pound? that successful in the theaters. It really? took being on... Uh, it was the first movie that really benefited from uh, home rentals so that by the time they made a sequel, there was a huge appetite for it. And Wait, so that who's the guy one threw was a big shoe, hit. dude? Who's, remember the guy that was supposed to be like the hat-throwing guy, but he threw yeah, a shoe? Yeah, he, he got into some trouble. Yeah, he's in prison for like a brutal rape now. Yeah. I'm what, not wait, what? He's in we... prison for a gentle rape. <laughs> well, it's statutory. It was, it's da- it was legitimate, that's for sure. But what? Seriously. Some statutories can be pretty Who nice. are you talking not... about? You that's can... what I said. Who, did... Who? The guy from Goldfinger? No, no the, the guy uh, from Austin Powers who yeah. played Random Task. Random task. Was he like, was a, like la- a was, la- was later uh, 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 put in prison for rape? We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> non qualified rape. Career was it criminal. or was it not brutal? It was bad. I, I believe that it was rape. I don't know any of the Describe other details. Describe it and I, I will decide if it was brutal. <laughs> don't take your kids to rape it, Ralph, by the way. That's a completely different. <laughs> But go with your wife. <laughs> why, why not? Yeah. Fun night out. VOD at the very least. Yeah, um, yeah but, you know, it's just, it's, it's a good movie, but it's, you know, it's, uh, I've said this on the podcast before, it's, it's a little dench heavy. <laughs> okay. Didn't want too much dench press in that one for you. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, had a I like her. I think yeah, I'm fine with her. Yeah, do you think she was like? Would she, they're like? So we're gonna, uh, you know. Yeah, I know. It's get, it gets super, Look, a super little spoilery. bit of dench goes a long way. Right. Just leave it at that. Yeah, and she was. In, she's been in a bunch of the movies, and uh, you know, I, I get it. But I just, I don't know. I, the, the theme song was uh, one of the worst ones. <laughs> yeah, this guy and, and then you skyfall. <laughs> Look out for Skyfall. It makes no sense. And, and it's Adele singing like what's supposed to be kind of a you know, romantic song. And then, uh, but this is the first time, I think, that maybe except since Dr. No, where they cheat and they put the, the standard James Bond theme in that song. They, they couldn't even come up with a, a song that's completely new. And, it's, and they don't have the silhouettes of the naked girls during the opening credits. So, like, 17 minutes goes by before the opening credits in Skyfall, and you're suddenly like, oh, shit, yeah, I forgot. They always have to do these in James Bond movies. And then you sit there for three or four minutes. In yeah, the most Skyfall. Skyfall. I don't remember. And then you'll Skyfall. And it's just boring. Like, here, go to the bathroom or get your snacks then, I is did. what I'm I saying. I got to the movie late, and then I was like, okay, credits. And I ran to the bathroom took like a, a monster D and then <laughs> came <Pickles>. back. <laughs> it wasn't a sunny D? <laughs> it was unfortunately the purple stuff. <laughs> Jesus, Nick. 
All right, we're way behind schedule. <laughs> Does anyone hunger for games? Yeah, let's get to the games. Take specialty. Let's get to the games. We'll start with one of the games that you love, Tig, and it's called How Much Did This Shit Make? The new one, Please be two seated. people love Thank it. You. The new Twilight motion picture, Breaking Dawn, part two, uh, was not, did not make the most money in its opening weekend of all the Twilight films. That record is still held by New Moon, which was, I believe, the second in how, the series. How many are there? There's five. Five. Five movies based on four books. Okay. And thank you, Harry fucking Potter, for creating the we're going to split the last book into two movies for the rest of goddamn time. Annoying. (laughs) So, because especially once you see the new Twilight movie, that last movie could have been the first ten minutes of this movie. We could have had, you know, we could have sat there for ten more minutes and got it all done in one sitting. There's no reason for two movies. And then a four-minute credit sequence. (laughs) Breaking Dawn. (laughs) It's breaking. It does, though. There's another chance to go to the bathroom and drop a heavy D because the opening, nothing happens in the opening credits of Breaking Dawn. They list a million people. It's like old-fashioned credit. It's like yeah. Pablo Ferro or whatever, but uh, it's... Um, With costume designed by Edith Head. Yeah, it's got it all in there, and, it, and each of the, the letters, each time the name comes up, turn from red to white, every single name, and it's just, okay, great. So... Uh, but you're saying this did not make the most money of the entire series? Uh, it, it, you know, it may in the long run, but I'm talking opening weekend box office. Oh, I see. Uh, New Moon made more. So the question is that I put to the four of you, and we'll, we'll, let, uh, we'll let Tig be the first. Or would you rather go last, Tig? I'll go first. Okay. So how I much... I feel like I know this. How cool. much during the Twilight New Moon, during its entire uh, domestic run, how much money did it make according to boxofficemojo.com? So just the domestic run. <laughs> I know what you're doing and I love it. I love you too. So what's your <laughs> what's what's your bid? And you could do the classic you know, you can't go over is the rule, so you could do the classic price is right move and uh you know, bid a dollar if you want. Um what was the question? <laughs> no, the um answer is no. um cocky. Is um, two hundred million. And new what? What one is New Moon? Nichols. I, <laughs> I think New Moon was the second one. Okay. Where the first one came out and it was a hit, but I think it kind of whiffed a little bit with people that love the books. I could be wrong. And then they announced there's like a new director on the second one, and and uh, when it came out, it was it had a huge weekend. I think. I'm not, well, a, I'm, not well, a, I'm not a twihard. Well, we, we felt like it wasn't <laughs> true to what was so special. They got a lot of things wrong. They did get a lot of things wrong in that first book. In terms of the characterization, they skipped over some important parts. Are, are they not Mormons in the movie? <laughs> that was one of many problems. <laughs> What is the question? How much did, did it, that movie make? New Moon. Twilight, yeah. New Moon. Mm-hmm. And only Domestic. Tig, yeah. And only Tig can answer? We'll, or let John, is, we'll let John bid now. $200 million and one cent. Oh. 
Not that cool, is. Dude. Play, bro. Not cool. You're Even after get... I told you backstage that you look like my father dressed for a funeral. <laughs> His own. You may, you, may, you may begin to start thinking about how your words affect some people. <laughs> I hear you. Sorry about that. No problem. Kurt Metzger? Oh, man. I'm bad. I never keep track of that shit either. Uh, no, because we care about the movies, not what like, they make, yeah. right? It's like yeah, insider exactly. bullshit I don't need yeah, to make. Yeah, we're just passionate about film. We love- <laughs> yeah, thank you, Tim. Thank you. Thank we you. don't even care thank who's you. paying for the movies. Yeah. We just want to see them. Just, when, by the way, for the audience at home, when Tig to said that, she sort of waved her hand off the side as if she were passing a fart to the audience. <laughs> There you go, guys. We just love real movies and passing farts. We don't care about the money. I'm gonna hey, set. is anyone going to pass that fart? <laughs> am I going to have to get up and go guys. get it myself? Ah. Quit bo-farting, Poof, 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 pass. <laughs> uh, Kurt, what do you bid? I'm going to say 80 million because that's a number that I've heard <laughs> associated with movies. I'm You're going, wrong, by the way. I'm going big. I'm going okay, big. Nick Kroll's I'm going, going big. Four hundred and fifty-three million dollars. <laughs> and one cent. And one goddamn cent. <laughs> okay, so uh, who do you guys think won that one? Yeah, it goes to John Hodgman because the gross was two hundred ninety-six point six million. Wow! But I, I said, said and like one two hundred million and two cents. I think she said that, actually. Okay, so Tig is our winner. Yeah! How's my ice coming? I'm ready to celebrate. Could I get, a, uh, could I get an American Whiskey on the Rocks nog, please? What? Ooh. It came oh. that fast? Is, is that a frozen drink? For those of you following along at home... The, the lovely wow, this is, is just, this is just like the Emmys. Yeah. Thank you. The lovely waitstaff here at Gramercy Theater has just given Tig Notara a deliciously frozen concoction. Excuse me. <laughs> Slushy. <laughs> it's exactly what she didn't want. But taste it, if you don't mind. I'll try it if you don't want. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I meant to say. <laughs> All right, it's time to... You good? It's time to play... Oh, she's up. She's ready to go pick a name tag, I think. You guys want to show us your name tags for the about-to-happen Leonard Malton game? Oh, and the house lights come up. Oh, shit. Wait, Crack what's happening? Here. <laughs> I was just taking a, gentleman a sip of my a drink. a sign that just says boobs on it. That's a, little, that's a little disrespectful. Wait, why'd the lights go back down? Oh, there they are. <laughs> get, get the generator working so we can get those lights up. We got a, we got a Dan in real life. Say my character's TV now, I would show. Like, yeah. I would like to. I'm, I gotta go. Guys, saying my character's TV show name will make me never pick you. Uh, I want Wreck-It Mike because I've already talked about it. Sorry, guys. I, I would like to, to pick someone. Bring it on up, Wreck-It Mike. 
Bring it on up, wreck it. Mike. Yeah, there's people in the balcony, too. I'd like to pick someone from the balcony, but I can't see them very well, so if you would all just fight each other until one person is left alive. <laughs> there, no, there's been, a, there's oh, been someone screaming there. down there in the, in the front house right, uh, stage left, with the <laughs> flashlight. Hey. Yes, yeah, sir, stand up. What is that? You, I'm the poor, ma'am, lady. <laughs> You know, oh, come on. You know I have... can't tell the gender of people from Detroit. Come on down. You standing up. Come on down. Did you pick one yet, Tig? You know, I, it does seem a little obvious, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick the boobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, cassette tape face over here. Eric. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's got a giant. By the way, I'm now seeing up face. close how bad of a Photoshop this job is. Yeah, up close they're disappointing a lot. Do you want to train that one in? Disappointing. Do you want to train it in for another one? Photoshop no, is fine. bad. This just this record Mike sign is, is the pathetic. silver lining notebook of Take, you, choices. Oh, you just took boobs. Playbook. What do you mean I, I just took boobs? It's not big Look fun. at my Photoshop job. <laughs> Credit to the Photoshop skills. That does look like a they shitty piece of cardboard. Just, yeah, they just with, stole with a, that ter- with a terrible like boobs written on it. Did a, you even in a know? Ballpoint pen. I think you like someone mugged a homeless man. I was gonna say, did you even know you were coming to this show? Were <laughs> <laughs> you just like? Yeah, maybe he's maybe he's just outside trying to get some change. <laughs> you really don't know. Oh, he does. He forgot. Get a sense of humor, Doug. Yeah. But we're going to call you Boobs is your name, because that's what you wrote on there. So. Boobs is your game. Thanks for coming, Boobs. And you guys could sit down now. That was fun. Fun selection process. Do we have to hold our things? Though? Yeah. So you're playing for Wreck-It Mike, and then uh, Kurt is playing shop. for Eric. the giant cassette tape thing. Eric it says Eric on it. Now. And it looks like it has a joint drawn on it as well. Yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> Next time, bring an actual one. And uh, I have the original. I'm kidding. You don't have to give me weed. Nine and a half weeks uh, soundtrack. I have the original motion picture <laughs> to nine and a half weeks yeah. on vinyl. Yeah, because that's what everybody loved about that movie. Yeah. I love to listen to the scene with the refrigerator. Yeah. Side one, John Taylor. I do what I do. Parents theme for nine and a half weeks. Close parents. <laughs> Do they have the thing where the kid farts the theme song to Jaws? Uh, if the kid is Corey Hart, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this was donated by Mayor? Am I? Yeah, Mayor. Oh, Corey Hart's song in that soundtrack is I also wear my sunglasses during the day. <laughs> Do you know what the Corey Hart song on this soundtrack is called? Uh-uh. Eurasian Eyes. Oh. Of course. That guy, that guy really kept it about optometry. <laughs> That's a song about Vladimir Putin. <laughs> and what's the name of the person who made that, uh, t- that nine and a half weeks? Adrian Line. No, the name tag. <laughs> who who oh, are you Mayor. playing for? No, it's Adrian Line. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Adrian Line is up He's there. in the He's crowd there? tonight? Mayor, I already said mayor. Oh, okay. a, young, a young lady from Detroit or Name, somewhere else. Named Mayor. Named Mayor. Okay. Right? Mayor of Detroit. Mayor. <laughs> Sorry. Why didn't you bring something with Mayor Winningham in it? Because your name is different, that's why. Yeah, and, she's, her, she's her own person. And Tig is playing for boobs. And I didn't catch your name. 
king's name is boobs. Come on. This is what I like to do. That's hard. Can you hold this? Of course. Big payoff. <laughs> boobs. Please be seated. Boobs. All right. Please stand up. So we will, we will start with Tig. And then we'll move, uh, keep it simple, we'll move in the direction of from John to Kurt to Nick. Can't so Tig gets to pick the first category. First player to two points is our winner. Come on. Wait, what game are we playing? The Leonard Malton game. Oh. The LMG. Mm. Yippity, yippity At Mike McCabe Sad. Oh. Yeah, that's his Twitter handle. He suggested Indiana Bones. And that's movies where Harrison Ford has sex. Oh, that's Maybe a you shouldn't good be one. so yeah. sad, Mike. Don't be so sad, Mike McCabe. And then at WonkaBar23 suggested Wreck-It Mouth. And that's films that feature cast members from the TV show Happy Days. <laughs> Wreck-It Mouth. That's funny. <laughs> And then your third choice, Tignataro, which I, I'm afraid you might not choose, so I'm going to skip that one and I'll come back to it. Uh, the King of Pancakes category, which is the number one movie ten years ago to this very day at the uh, box office. I know you're not into uh, box office results. So you might want to go with Indiana Bones well, or see, Wreck-It Mouth. Yeah, see, I feel like I'm leaning towards Wreck-It Mouth. Mouth or Mouth? Mouth. Mouth. Okay, um, <laughs> just because uh, I've seen Happy Days. I always wanted to do like a little um, internet series called uh, Joni Loves Tchotchkes. <laughs> and every episode... <laughs> I have a feeling Aaron Gray is available in. for that. Yeah. 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 Aaron, Aaron Moran. Oh, excuse me, Aaron Moran. Yeah, every, Aaron Gray was from uh, Buck in. Rogers. But Erin Moran is currently yeah. very homeless. Yeah. She loves so, meth. Erin, if Joey you're listening... Meth. I just saw her outside so, with a cardboard sign that says boobs on it. Erin, <laughs> so, if you're listening, every episode we find you just... You turn to the camera and go, Oh, I love this one. No, this is my favorite. No, this one's my favorite. And then Chachi walks in and says, what, what's going on? No, Chachi. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, Joni loves Yeah, Chachis. that'd be ridiculous to have a character named Chachki. Um, but also, Aaron, if you're listening to this, maybe sell your iPod and get yourself in rehab. I don't know. They're taking iPods at the door. Is she, does she need to be rehabbed? I don't know. I think she has psychological problems. Yeah. And she's here tonight. Like... <laughs> she was going to be. That's why we had that extra chair out here at the beginning. She canceled. Um, okay, so you're going to go with Wreck-It Mouth? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> this motion picture that I'm sure Tig Notaro is completely unfamiliar with was released in 1982. Leonard Malton gives it one and a half stars. Yeah, not a fan. He says an attractive cast is wasted. I think he means misused, not, not that they were high at the time. <laughs> and he also says it was followed by a sequel, this movie. And he lists eight names. How many names do you think you can get it in? Tignataro, number one Leonard Malton game player. 
in the history of the show? <laughs> On the, you know, the worst list? <laughs> How many guesses? Just say eight names. What do you mean, say eight names? Say, I can name it in eight names and try to be confident and I maybe, do, name, that, maybe can... do that arm thing you did earlier. I can name it in eight names. <laughs> yes. Now we go to John Hodgman. Name that movie. <laughs> So what, now I have to name that he movie? He understands. I'm going to give you all eight names. I'm going to read off the entire cast that is listed by Leonard Maltin. I should have done the hand motion. Way too much confidence there. How am I going to get my boots? I should have made you go first. But uh, yeah, so you get all eight names. And maybe it'll spark something. Most and, likely. And you'll, for many people in this room, it will. And a lot of people will be uh, unsure, because it is, it is from 1982. And your eight names are... You, would you like to hear the clues again? No. <laughs> your eight names are... They were good-looking. It was 1982. Wasted. They were good-looking and wasted, yes. And your eight names are... Sue Ann Langdon. Mm-hmm. Scatman Crothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haven't seen him around in a while. You ever run into old Scatman Crothers? <laughs> uh, Greg Bradford, the great Greg Bradford. Uh, Robert Mandan. Hmm. Now here's where people... The name's Mandan. What? Here's where people might know. So keep it to yourself if you do. That's how it works, boobs. Don't keep it to yourself. Heather Thomas. Ah, Okay. <laughs> Felice Schachter. See, these are the giveaways, right? Willie Ames. Oh. And from Happy Days, I got Tchotchke it. himself, yeah. Scott Baio. You the know, name of the you movie. You know what it is. The name of the motion picture is... She really does. There was a sequel to this film? <laughs> yes. Charles really? and George the movie, right? <laughs> uh. Can you give me the first word in the movie? No. No. No, you should know it. Tie. Was the sequel the same movie but with two exclamation points? <laughs> that would be awesome if there was. Wow, he knew there was they an don't exclamation give away stuff about point. It. Yeah. I All feel like I I'll do... look it up as soon as. Did we're... they show this on TV? Like on. Uh... Now you know how I feel about follow-up questions. I don't. I love them. No, it's never. Yeah, it's been on TV. They movies show on TV. Some never made it to, like, you know, regular television, you know, like Caligula or... <laughs> Let me That's rephrase pretty much this the question. only one. Scott Baio was in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> what was I, the movie he was in? I saw, I saw this in? movie. I did see this movie. I don't know what it was called. What, what, what was, was it about? Yeah, what was it about? <laughs> Was it about, like, sports? A little little bit, yeah. About a president. (laughs) What? Wait. (laughs) Why a little bit? Goes to the theater. (laughs) (laughs) Emancipates the slaves. Scott Baio is Lincoln. (laughs) 
Was he wearing jeans and a jean jacket? Does that count as getting it? Was he dressed like me? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> okay, point goes to John Hodgman. And, uh, what is it called? The most picture is called Zapped. Zapped. I saw that. I really did. Yeah, it's about... Uh, you would never forget it if you saw it. Kind of a, it's kind of a telekinesis movie. Will isn't, and one, isn't there Will some, isn't there some too, telekinetic sexual molestation that goes on in that That's movie? all that goes I on. I think so, right. yeah. yeah it's right I think on the it's, cover. They're stripping a woman Yeah, it's a, a lot window. of tearing girls' clothes off with his mind. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> but I want to look up Zap 2 to see what that was about. Leonard might not have even bothered with was, Zap was, was uh, uh, Scott Baio in Zapped 2? I don't think so, no. I think they moved on with, like, you know, like they did with Teen Teen Wolf or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, Zap 2 didn't even, if that's what it's called. uh, Zapped zapped again. again. Okay, here we go. And who was in it? Who was in it, user of smartphones? Zapped zapped again. (laughs) No results from the Leonard Moulton app, so he didn't think it was worth bothering with. He mentioned it in the review of Zapped, but who was in it? Who played the lead? Does anybody know? Adrian Zemeck. Adrian Zemeck. Adrian Zemeck. That sounds about right. That sounds like a reasonable replacement. At always, that, at that always the second Chachi. <laughs> okay, so John Hodgman got the point. That means we're going to start with. Congrats, John. We're going to start uh, with Kurt Metzger. I don't, I don't like that. This yep. next round, and then we're uh, going to uh, move in the direction of, of John Hodgman. So uh, Nick, you, you may never get in this. That's fine with me. Kurt, would you like, uh, I believe he's here tonight. Is Asparagus P here tonight? Yay. There he is. <laughs> Yay, Asparagus P. Asparagus P? Yeah, his name on Twitter is, is Asparagus and then the letter P. And the first time oh. I did this category, I called him Asparagus. And, uh, and, and then he had to explain to me how truly clever it was yeah. that he called himself Asparagus P. And the category is full review. That's where I read the entire review, and then we start the bidding. So it becomes more of a game of who can name the most cast members. And then uh, your next choice would be in theaters now. That's motion pictures that are in theaters now. And then uh, finally, your third option would be uh, pig in a blanket. And that's movies where Kevin Bacon has sex. <laughs> very good. It's very wow. good. <laughs> and, wow. Which one of those do you like? The full review or in theaters now? Or hey, Mike, Kevin you Bacon? should be sad that you did not come up with that. Um, I'm going to go full review. But that Kevin Bacon one seems like a, a good one. But full review, I'll go. He's doing the asparagus pea category, ladies no. and gentlemen. Here, here. Let's hope we don't even drag Tig into this because she has no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> And then I'm supposed to name cast member? How's it work? I have no idea either. Hang on, I'll tell you. Okay. No, you decide. How's it going to work? <laughs> I'm going to read everything, okay. except for I'm not going to name names. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you how many names there are, and then we start the bidding, and some of you on the panel will already know the answer to this, what this movie is. Okay. From 1975, Leonard Maltin gives it four stars, and I completely agree. He says, a rare case of Bubblegum Story scoring as a terrific movie. The story. New England Shore community is terrorized by shark attacks. What? Are you? Local cop who I mentioned earlier this evening. An ichthyologist 
and a salty shark expert <laughs> determined to kill the attacker. Who's ever called a shark an attacker? Come on, come on, Len. The ocean is full of attackers. And then Len says, hold on to your seats! Exclamation point, just like at the end of Zapped. Screenplay by Benchley and Gottlieb. Three Oscars include John Williams' now classic score, Verna Field's sensational editing. Benchley has a cameo as a reporter on the beach, followed by three sequels, starting, of no, course, I know what it is, but what with it... Zapped again. <laughs> and Leonard lists eight names. Okay. So you can say... You can say these following things. You can ask for names, but I think you already know what the movie is. Right. So you can say, I can name it in zero names, because you know the movie. But then we're going to go to John Hodgman, and he can go into negative names. See if he can name it. So you might want to start in the negative names, names, which is you have to name the, uh, how many people you think you can name from the top of the cast list going down in the correct order as listed by the capricious Leonard Malton. So, <laughs> so if you say negative one, you have to name who you think got top billing. If you say negative two, you have to name two people, etc. And right, then he can, neg- he can bid more after you do. Oh, shit. Yeah. I can't so go, the as, name of the get, go as high as you can, which is, of course, my motto. Do you know what movie it is? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hint, it's American Graffiti. <laughs> All right. Fuck, I know negative two for sure, but I can't remember the... I'll say negative two. Negative three. You motherfucker. Fuck. So now we go to Tig. <laughs> and, uh, and counsel would like to advise you, if Wait, that's okay. What just happened? You're, uh, you're done. We could, Tig. <laughs> I've never no, you're not completely done. No. But I, you're, you know, you'll how get, did I get could involved? I just, could I have just said the name of your movie in one? No. no. Oh, I don't understand this could. game at all. He could. Erica, you, I mean, obviously. But it has to be in order, right? Yes, it has to be in the correct order. So, Tig, I would just, I, since you can't name the movie and negative four names, correct. your only other option would be to say John, no, John Hodgman. <laughs> I would like to leave, yes. Uh, you just say John I'm Hodgman, uh, name that movie. Is what I recommend you say right, right now. John Hodgman. What? <laughs> Name that movie. I shall. The movie is called Jaws. And the top three performers in Here's order where it gets are tricky. Yeah. Who gets second billing in Leonard Malton's warped mind? <laughs> I think there can be only one answer. Top billing, Roy Scheider. Second billing, Robert Shaw. Third billing, Richard Dreyfus. That is correct. <laughs> wow. Oh wow. Um, I would have said Dreyfus first, dude. I would have been wrong. Everyone would have, because Richard Dreyfus is still alive. Yeah. I couldn't remember Robert uh, Shaw. And he Wait. played Tootsie. <laughs> See, I do know some things. Um, <laughs> I love the jaunty angle of your arms right now. What about the shark? Bruce. Bruce the yeah, shark. He doesn't list Bruce. Uh, Malton. Yeah. It, but who's the fourth billing on Malton, may I ask, or have oh, you already moved on? Sure just, you can. Just out of curiosity. You can. Absolutely. I'll look it up. You, do you want to guess? 
Probably the lady, right? And I can't remember her name. Yeah, because she was only in Jaws movies. Well, no, but yeah, and then she was in Jaws the Revenge. One other thing, yeah. Uh, Lorraine Gary. Lorraine Gary. Lorraine Newman. Jaws the Revenge was awesome because the sharks that die, the family of the sharks that died in the first movie swim to the Bahamas to attack the same people. Because sharks are social creatures that live in pods. And share and share a language so they can communicate to one another who they hate. Yeah. So John Hodgman is our winner, ladies and gentlemen. Congrats, John. Nice it job. Feels wrong. Nice feels job, wrong. Nick Kroll. Thank you. Feels wrong. Let's somehow. let's play one more round. Let you start, just so you so you get okay. to play. Thank you. For funsies, uh, would you like? Uh, the below zilch category, which is Doug Loves Guests. This is movies that feature uh, a guest from this panel here on stage tonight. Or You Only Live 23 Times. That's all, all of the Bond movies. James Bond. Or <laughs> At Hulk Arena suggested In Theaters Hey Now which is the films of Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or, wow. or Gary one. Shandling. Yeah. Tambor or Shandling. Um, I, I just based off audience, uh, obviously. They like it, right? Oh, so I'll choose something else. No, um, <laughs> no, I'll do all in theaters. Hey, now. Okay. Wait a minute. I don't like how Gary Shandling was tossed in at the end of that category. Like, Jeffrey Tambor deserves his own fucking category. Yes! Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... You don't need to mix it up with Gary Shandling. Jeffrey Tambor is a national treasure. If it were, That's all I'm going to say. If it were Tamborini. Plus, Gary Shandling uh, has been in two fucking movies. Yeah. Iron Man 2 and Town and & Country. And though there's one where he plays an alien or some dumb thing. Yeah. Wait, like, so that's how we're, we're going to play from on now on? You're just going to list all the possibilities? <laughs> John, I'm very grateful for your hubris. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm very sorry, but I'm angry. I support. I support. <laughs> I can that. tell by your voice. You yeah, don't need to, you don't I, need we to can make tell it... by the timbre of your voice. Whoa. <laughs> you don't need to make it tricky with Gary Shandling. Tambor yeah. is good enough. Yeah. Well, if it was Tambor's birthday, I would go that route. But I'm I'm trying to uh, you know have categories that are more complicated than just one actor. You know, like the James Bond category. <laughs> Okay, so um, I, I apologize for ruining that category. Oh no, that's you. You haven't ruined it because I can, I can adjust. You're adaptable. Ruined. I don't know what that means. You're well. You're like the you're like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Life finds a way. It's the low key time traveler back again. Life, life, life eats some goats. All back right. Back again from '93. You're Nick Kroll. This motion picture with Jeffrey Tambor or Gary Shandling in it mm-hmm. gets one and a half stars from Leonard Maltin. Yeah, boy. It's from the year 2000. Mm-hmm. It was predicted on Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Leonard calls this movie a cheerless bastardization. <laughs> wow. Is it Prince Harry? All right, good night, guys. Thank you. And guys. he also calls it uh, loud and cluttered. Loud and cluttered. And I've never, hardly ever, agreed with Leonard Moore. Although one and a half stars is pretty generous with, the, with that description. And he lists eight people. 
eight folks involved okay. in this on screen in some way or fashion. Um, How many? Oh, wait, so it's, uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I can name it in eight. So you, you pretty much have no idea what it is, and you want all the names. Uh, I'll, I'll name it in six. <laughs> so you pretty much don't know what it is. I pretty much but just want to play the game. But you think six names are enough to take you over the top. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Not playing for logic here. Let's go to Kurt, since he didn't get to play much either. Uh, I will say seven. <laughs> okay, see, see you're out. Let's go to... That's what John did. You have to go less, less than six. I've never understood one goddamn game on this show every time I've been on a fucking show. I've never understood one. Let me explain it to you. Oh, God. Please. <laughs> what part is confusing him? I don't know. Really, though, give me a specific question, and I will walk you through it. I, I, don't I can walk. give you six questions. I can answer this in eight questions. You're <laughs> <laughs> still doing it wrong. It's less. You have to bid less now. Oh, well, then, then I bid six five names. names. Five go. names is a reasonable. Yeah. John Hodgman? I feel I've said enough. <laughs> You're going to recuse yourself? Come on, Judge, you can my, play. My competitive nature <laughs> is getting the better of me. I'll uh, say four names. Now we're back to take. I, this was to get Nick and Kurt involved, and it's not going to work out that way. I'll be honest, uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know how this game works. Just say, I can name it in zero names. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I can name this in zero names. Okay, Nick. (laughs) Negative one. (laughs) Whoa! Oh. (laughs) I kind of get it now. (laughs) I'll be honest. We're back to the negatives again, Kurt. So you can go negative two if you if you think you know the name of the movie and the top two people in the motion picture. So you have to ask for Nick to name it and hope that he is. Bluffing. Go for it, Nick. I am dying to know what movie this is. Very well. What's the film called, Nick? The Gary Shandling Story. (laughs) (laughs) And who's name number one? Who's name number one? Jeffrey Tambor. That's correct. (laughs) Wow. Was it? I don't get it. I love that there's going to be at least a few people listening to think that you just got that right. Yeah. I did think that. <laughs> I thought that also. I was like, wow. I was easily convinced by you I'm dropping so the mic. I'm so confused. There was a Gary Shandling story? Starring It's a great Jaws. story. It's a great story. It's about a guy who had a couple different popular programs. Uh, <laughs> no, the uh, motion picture is called, and so take you, you, you win this round. Uh, and and you, I tell her she always wins at some point. Um, the motion picture is called How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh. Yeah, Jeffrey that Tambor. That was a bastardization. Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor is one of the Who's in Whoville, yeah. where at one point in the film, uh, uh, they're having a party and people can be seen throwing keys into a bowl. I really? A... Yeah, the Who's were swingers, you guys. The Who's, the who's were total fucking movie. swingers. <laughs> can I sell my drink? 
What? what? You think there's someone that would like to buy it? Anybody want to buy this? It looks delicious. Five bucks. I don't know, like 12? I'd $12. give it away for 12 bucks. Negative one. Just let me know. It's going to be right here. Just looking delicious. So approachable. It now looks like a drink from the fifth element. Something like in the Star Wars bar? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, Goldberg served that to you on the Enterprise. <laughs> I kind of like how I just reenacted the Star Wars bar. The body language was uncanny. <laughs> Is there a shithead in the back of your uh, thing here? Nope. And uh, how about on the back of the album? There is, and I know what it is. Okay, I'll just grab it. Hello. (laughs) 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 Oh, there it is. Really? Okay. Um, So we need uh, the Wreck-It Mike and uh, Eric with the cassette face to uh, just come and uh, scribble here on this piece of paper somebody you'd like me to call a shithead. Uh, plugs, Nick Kroll. We know about your touring schedule that you'll be back here on Thursday. I'm going to be at the Wilbur in Boston on Wednesday, the Trocadero in in Philly on uh, Friday. And, and when can we look forward to watching the Nick Kroll show on television? Uh, uh, January 16th on Comedy Central. Nice. Yeah. Bobby Bottle Service, which you can always remember Other because January characters. 16th is my mother and father's birthday, so you'll never forget that. Always a special day for me. <laughs> Your father. <laughs> Kurt Metzger. Makes sense why you were wearing that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, Kurt Metzger, do you have a, uh, uh, anything you, to plug? Yeah, you could watch uh, Inside Amy Schumer, a show that Tig and I wrote for and are on, coming out in April. Yes. Very nice. And uh, Mr. Hodgman. Uh, we'll be performing with uh, Al Madrigal of The Daily Show and Adam Lowett this Friday. What is the date today? The 26th? So that would be, what's this Friday? What's the date this Friday? 30th. 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 The 30th in Ames, Iowa. And then, uh, <laughs> hang on, it gets more glamorous. <laughs> and then the next day, Saturday, uh, in Coral Springs, Florida... Yeah, but then I'll be at the Bell House on December 21st, uh, waiting for the world to end. And listen to his podcast, uh, Judge John Hodgman. That is what, it, that is what it's called, yes. Judge John. Tig, number one, your uh, album on the comedy uh, charts on, number, on iTunes. Number one. In the U.S., number Canada, one. Portugal, Greece. It's called Live. <laughs> it is called Live. Wait, specifically and Portugal and Greece? My like album old, has... Like, has what, oh, ahead, finish go, your bit. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> go on, Nick. No, I'll do my bit afterwards and it'll be worse. I know it's number one in Portugal because I did the Portuguese dubbing for your album. Did you know that? I, my album was only in Portuguese. <laughs> um, yeah, I have an album out called uh, Live... And uh, it's number That's one. That's the qualification to listen to it, is you have to live. That's right. And uh, it's number, like I said, it's number one. And uh, you're working on the uh, Amy Schumer show. And 
Well, um, I also have a podcast, Professor Blastoff. Oh, that's right, Professor Blastoff. Yes. And we're going to be doing um, a national tour, so... um, Come check that out. So there's that. Yeah. Wait, why do I care who John Hodgman's shithead is? He won, right? Wait, what do I do with this? Yeah, we need boobs shithead. We need a shithead from you, boobs. Come on, boobs. Yeah, come on down. Can I do my bit now about your... Come on down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. iTunes. Yeah, do my. It's gonna be worth bit. it. It's totally Go. worth it now. So I don't have I'll to. I'll set say. you up. My my album's been number Here, one boots. in the U.S., Canada, Portugal, Greece. So it's North America and countries on the verge of default. <laughs> see, worth it, right, guys? Let's do it. Let's do it again. Yeah, let's see how it goes this time. <laughs> see, where's your, how's your album doing? Um. Number one. <laughs> Yeah, pretty. It's not available on Louis C.K.'s site anymore, though. It's. Uh, Do you guys iTunes. have a falling out? Do you have a falling out? <laughs> Huge falling. <laughs> no, um, it's just available uh, on iTunes and Amazon, and there will be a hard copy available soon, also. What What's gonna look like? What will the hard copy look like? What's a hard copy gonna look yeah. like? What kind of hard copy? Like a CD or like? Uh... A compact discus. Okay. And also vinyl. Come get your bag, Mayor. You should do it. (laughs) Not your appearance on hard copy. Huh? Not your appearance on the TV show hard copy. I will be on hard copy. Congratulations, Mayor. Did you want to buy my drink? Mayor. Mayor. It's only... Mayor. 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 Don't have a drink. $12. You're homeless? Oh, we'll give her that oh. sign. Oh my then. gosh, Aaron this... Moran, ladies and gentlemen. Twelve dollars or I'll take it. Wait, $12. give that to Bane. It's a Burlington Coat Factory card. What's the va- what's the value? There you go. That's eight. Can we get four more dollars? Take really wants twelve dollars for her drink. I like you handed it to John. He handed it to me, and then I handed it to your hobo friend. Did you know hobo comes from Hoboken? Is that so? That is so. No, I John something. wrote an almost whole book about hobos, <laughs> and he didn't know that. No, that card was only $8. I said my drink was $12. Wait, oh my why God. do you now want she's this drink the so desperately? You were What's running off. Do about it? You know what? <laughs> Still $12. It's, it's yours. It, it, go on. Oh. Yay! <laughs> Question? <laughs> I'll take two questions. No, she's trying to, she's trying to high-five you. Negative All right, sit down, questions. ladies. No, right there. Yeah, right there. Just drop it like it's hot. Uh, oh, my plugs. I'll be interrupting RoboCop and Dirty Dancing at the Sunray Cinemas in Jacksonville, Florida on January 4th and 5th. And I'll be doing stand-up at the Orlando Improv January 3rd. And uh, uh, thanks again to uh, all of my guests, Nick Kroll, Kurt Metzger, Judge John Hodgman, and Tig Notaro. No taro. Live. 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 Boobs. Boobs. And uh, I don't have to say it, uh, but uh, Mayor wanted me to call Charlize Theron a shithead. So thank God I, thank God I didn't do that. And, um, but the other three people uh, picked pretty good shitheads. Uh, as always, Grover Norquist is a shithead. 
Chris Breezy is a shithead? That's what I call him. Chris Brown. And uh, Drake, as always, is a shithead. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves movies.